that's that's about right. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happens overall. Welcome to the Puma Pod. It's great to have everybody joining us. As always, I'm joined by the fabulous Turner Donaldson. Hi, everyone. Great to see be here with you all again. <laughs> Absolutely. See you all virtually be here. And for the first time, we have two new people. We have Courtney Kurtz, our SPED Dean. Welcome, Courtney. How are you today? Hi, everybody. It's good to be here. And our featured guest is Mr. Paul Pack, Principal of Liberty Elementary School. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Hey, thanks for being here. I can't believe my featured guest. Courtney, how do you feel about that? Uh, feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul's trying to turn things around a little bit because this is the tale of two Pauls. Paul Pack, Paul, myself, Paul Thiessen, we have had an interesting ride through the principalships and grew up here in Loudoun County Schools, both as teachers and neighboring schools and both assistant principals are again in this community in Dallas South area. And now you've been leading Liberty Elementary School for the past 11 years. I've been here as well. Paul, tell us a little bit about your journey. Like what, what got you here? Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So obviously when you talk about growing up, you're talking about career wise. Uh, you and I, we met as teachers back in the day and have a relationship for about 20 years. Uh, my, my journey, I guess, started out uh, as a beginning teacher, I always had an interest in leadership and administration. So it was actually my 12th day of teaching that I started my master's program in administration supervision. 12th day? 12th day, <laughs> day of back, teaching. Back way back in 2001. <laughs> you were like, I am here. What is next? So I took a lot of criticism in courses <laughs> because if I chimed in with any type of an answer, I was always the like know-it-all. You, yeah, you yeah. don't have the one year in at that point. No, I I had eleven days. <laughs> so uh, and I knew everything. So I've got yeah. So I've known a lot less over the course of the twenty years that followed. I've lost a little knowledge, but back then I was very confident. Uh, I, I yeah. know less. As no. It does feel like that as so, the further you go. Yes, your perspective definitely gets wide. The more uh, responsibility and people that you work with. So uh, yeah. So it took a couple of years to obviously. Uh, developed my craft as a classroom teacher, loved being a classroom teacher. And then after a few years, uh, the position of assistant principal at my own school came open, which was a job I couldn't really pass up. Uh, did a lot of good, hopefully, in that time. And then in 2012, as you exited uh, Liberty Elementary School, right. I entered a couple weeks later, so um, and, and thank God. Oh, I don't think I don't honestly. I don't know if this podcast is going to go well, and this might be proof that we can never work together. So yeah, so it might be. I do know that, like you know, since I was there from the beginning, like you said, it started open Liberty Elementary School, like you mentioned, and I have heard that anything that goes wrong in the building <laughs> is somehow Ed Teeson's fault. Well, I mean that is our official school motto. <laughs> But I don't know if I've ever said those words. It's only it's only hanging on plaques every twenty feet along the building. But yes, if if, it, if it's gone bad, Tyson did it. Okay. So. If, and if it's gone well, Angela started. Yeah, exactly. Angela exactly. Apple, exactly. The first principal of Liberty. Absolutely, so, got to give credit where credit is due, <laughs> and deservedly so. But you certainly have taken Liberty Elementary School and run with it over the past 10, 11 years. And it's gone from, you know, which was a school of upstart and kind of creation and finding their identity to truly STEM-based education that is really just symbolic of that school. And you've earned awards 
you know, as a as principal of the year a few years ago. And I see you have a sweater, the, the STEM Excellence School that you're still walking around with. And you should do be all your listeners see that? Proud <laughs> not. Please go to lcps.org/liberty <laughs> and you can see the logo as many times as you'd like. And I think you made a trip to go ahead and receive the award. Forget it. Like over in Chicago or somewhere far away at a very fancy place. Yeah, it's a very fancy <laughs> So the one thing I will say about, uh, you know, any awards or recognitions is that truly, you know, the groundwork was set when the school opened and I was not there. There were a lot of good things about inclusivity and making sure that teachers and students were empowered. That was set that um, I feel like hopefully I put my little mark on it and capitalize. But any recognition that either I've received or the school received is only testament to the work that the teachers are doing in the classrooms with the kids. Uh, I mean, that's 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 how it works with you. And can can I narrow down on that very point, which is like you give credit to teachers, right? And the staff around you and from afar as a principal that's watched, you know, you work, you know, I've learned quite a bit from you over the years. No, both ways. Both I, both I, ways. I've, I've, I've really been most importantly and most significantly, I've been really in awe in your ability to create teacher leaders. That is something that I think is really unique to your style and your ability. And I wanted to talk about like how one, how does that happen? What do you see in people? And why is that important in a school? Okay, well, that's probably the hardest question I've ever gotten. <laughs> so um, so I guess I'll start out on a couple of fronts. So one, it wasn't exactly coincidental that I started my master's degree on my 12th day. So my principal um, took it upon herself to make a vested interest in growing leaders and administrators when I was a teacher. Um, and I'm sitting across from Turner, who uh, had a lot to do with what we do at Liberty. I think we have to acknowledge <laughs> right. so, like part of your work is what is now we are benefiting from the Pine Grove Turner right here. You right. Know, and hopefully, you know, and hopefully what will happen is Turner will be on some sort of a, uh, not a podcast, maybe a virtual reality <laughs> simulation cast one day, 15 years from now. And she'll say that her principal tried to encourage her to step into leadership roles and she's become a successful principal. So um, it definitely- We, we yeah. see the future with Turner we, we, we see the future. We see the future. So <laughs> and then, if you're if you're listening to this as an archive in 2038, uh, Turner Donaldson has just won principal of the year for her 14th consecutive time. Uh, so, but getting, getting back to it, I think that, um, you know, one thing I would say to newer principals or people that are aspiring to be principal is, you know, you work your career to get to the principal spot and you definitely want to make sure that you shine through. But when you become principal, your success is everyone else's success. So you do have to check your ego at the door and you do have to look at what the interests, the skills and the passions of your staff are and then help them and feed into that all along the way. It doesn't matter if it's leadership. It could be reading specialists, it could be future librarians, but I do think that a big part of effective principles is to grow those people and what they're passionate about and provide all the resources that they can. So yes, very proud of the fact that there are many uh, Liberty folks who have gone on to Loudoun County and other school districts. Um, but it's like I said, it doesn't have to be principalship. Also very proud of the special ed teachers, the reading specialist, and everybody else that is out there. So you never seem to forget anybody. And it's mm -hmm. also something that is you know, quite unique and special about what the work that you do and how you do your work. But why is this important for students? Yeah, so I do think that um, it is about creating a culture. 
And, you know, one of the things that I never pretended to be as principal was focused on something else. My focus as principal, of course, children are always number one and the, and the learning that's happening. But I feel like as the principal, taking care of the staff and empowering them culturally is going to trickle down into the classrooms. And I think that ultimately when teachers feel like they are in power, they are the decision makers, they are recognized, seen and heard, what's gonna happen is they're gonna do those same things in their classroom for their kids. So by me recognizing someone or me supporting someone, what's gonna happen is that fourth grade teacher is gonna do that for her nine and 10 year olds in the classroom. And that's kind of my philosophy on education to create the structures in that culture. I, which I think you do, like we mentioned, and I think it's been widely known as something that you clearly is part of your legacy that you've left. I mean, I think there's example over example over example about how you've created that structure and allowed many, many people to shine. No, I appreciate that. And it's been, it's been fun to watch from afar. Um, I well, like not you, that far because I think you come back every once in a while, don't you? <laughs> Aren't you part of that ongoing culture where we recognize the people? <laughs> Mr. Tyson, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about, you've been principal now for 11 years, done great work at Pinebrook, and obviously you're trying to sing my praises, but it goes both ways about the way that you are actively listening to your community, engaging with them, and putting different things in place to make sure that all the kids are successful. But you're uh -oh. crowning are you, achievement. Are you turning the table? Yes, yeah. This I'm literally, if I could turn. Listen, if you're listening to this, you're missing the visual of me literally turning his head. I, I was going to say, like, he's leaning into the microphone here as he's so, trying to turn, turn this around. So, uh, the tale of two do poles, why don't you tell us what actually is your greatest is great. accomplishment <laughs> as a principal? What do you do every summer to, uh, to, to help us? Uh, build that great culture at Liberty Elementary School. I, I think, you know, I think you've given me plenty of opportunity to be in, in, in a moment, have a moment. <laughs> and, there, and I've been featured, and, and honestly, the community at, at Pinebrook, I don't even think they even know that every year I've you've invited me over to return and wel help you welcome back the staff in a video. <laughs> and at this point in time, the people don't even know me anymore. I they, didn't know you when I started. For, except for the guy in the video. Ten years ago when I started, the welcome back video went and I leaned over and said, who is that guy? And it was Paul Jesus. <laughs> she didn't even know he was a principal in the county. She just thought he was a star of the video. Just a guy. But, <laughs> but I will say that, um, you know, not only do we do that because of the friendship that you and I have, but I think that that's one thing that we miss in education. And I said this, um, we had a gathering that obviously you were invited to, you couldn't make it last week. And I, and I said to everybody at the table, the success that our kids have today, the success that our teachers have today, and the success that our school has today was built on the shoulders of others. And I do think that all too often schools and other industries forget that. Um, but I do think that that's one thing I would like for people to remember about my time at Liberty is that it was a celebration and a recognition of people that I worked with, people that will come in the future, but mostly those people who set the groundwork for the work that we do. The element of humanness is what I'm hearing here. And you know what, as this day and age when there was a lot of contention, the fact that you bring that right and forward center in like part of who you are and how you model that for your community, uh, kudos to you as we go through it. Because you're right, it is. it does take the team, it does take the people around. I don't know what your looks are about. <laughs> I don't know what over. it is either. Um, but. So, I, so 
let me ask the two of you this then and turn the tables a little bit. What are some things or some strategies that you use to also empower either your children here at Pinebrook or your staff members? So we talk a lot about personalized learning and disability. And we talk a lot about it on this podcast too. We always bring it around. Like I'm so happy to hear that you use empowerment. That word has just been like the theme of our school year because we're working to empower students quite heavily. And so using personalized learning as the avenue to that and help students understand where they are and understand where they're going is exactly a reference. That's our biggest strategy that we have on the table. I don't know if I just stole your well, I think teacher, No, that's perfect. <laughs> I think teachers feel very empowered to try a variety of different strategies or activities. They feel enabled to take risks and build relationships and know that we have this relationship of trust going back and forth between administration and the classrooms. And then I think that, similar to how you were speaking to Paul Pack, <laughs> I feel like I have to <laughs> so say who I'm speaking to, um, it then trickles to the students. The teachers then create this awesome environment in their classrooms where students truly do feel like they own their learning, they're a part of it, they understand what they're doing and why, but they can take risks and are supported as a whole student. And that's a really cool thing to see. It is well, very cool too. So let me ask you this, Turner Donaldson. <laughs> um, so a lot, 10, 10 years ago, I interviewed you in some high school where we sat across from each other. Let me interview you again. <laughs> so obviously you're an aspiring principal in Loudoun County and you've seen uh, the work being done at both schools. So as a new principal, what do you feel you would be doing to start or continue empowering students, making sure that your teachers feel seen and heard. Are there some pieces of advice that you would either give to yourself or other aspiring administrators? Yeah, it's, I mean, it comes down to trust and relationships. You've got to talk to people, but you have to listen to people. You need to find, find the commonalities because no matter where you stand on a variety of what should reading instruction look like, what should math look like, you've got to find where you connect and how to use those connections to move a school forward, a classroom forward, a student forward, a teacher forward. It kind of connects out and spreads in that way. So you just have to connect with people, talk to people. And, you know, I think, you know, we're, we have several people in this room who just understand the power of relationship building and how that benefits not only you as a human being, as a person, as you're learning and growing, but also the community at large. And again, to circle back around, Paul, you just have a unique way of just really identifying and seeing who truly can be leaders in the building and giving anybody that sort of opportunity to ultimately empower them, have them empower their students. And you know what the real shame of this is, is I love my job and I'm not going anywhere, but if I ever need a reference, my first one is going to be Paul Tisa because I am right here. I am right here. This is what it is. We want to celebrate the people around us because we have a lot of wonderful human beings who do a lot of great things for our communities and, you know, and they don't get enough recognition. And so I think this is something that we really, it's really important to point out yeah. since you've done that here for Loudoun County Schools and a lot of other people that are in your circle. Yeah, and I, and I will say one of the other things that I, um, you know, ventured into this year was uh, representing the greater 
elementary principals in the state of Virginia with the Virginia Association of Elementary School Principals. And one of the great things that I'm very proud of, although I wasn't directly involved in the nomination process, is that we actually do have the uh, state assistant principal of the year this year for the first time ever in Loudoun County. We also recognized our um, longtime director of elementary education for a lifetime achievement award. The last person to get that was the state superintendent, Dr. Staples. Um, but I do think that one of the things that I would like for all educators to think about is exactly what you said, Paul. It's how do we recognize the outstanding work, the achievements, but also the effort and the growth and the legacy that people leave behind. And I think that in the day-to-day -day work that assistant principals, deans, special ed deans and principals do, it's really difficult. But I think making it deliberate and making time for that uh, ultimately is just going to build a better Loudoun County Public Schools for our staff and our students. That's the direction. That's what we need, the continual growth, continual improvement, and real learning the lessons from others along the way. I'm glad you pointed that out. Okay, quiz time. Courtney Kurtz, <laughs> like you have heard a lot of wisdom today and you've been quietly on the other end of the table. <laughs> like, what is a nugget you took away from today's conversation? My biggest takeaway, and this is for anybody listening, is to build those relationships to propel you in the future and to not be afraid to take those chances, chances to meet new people and talk to them because you never know what happy ending it will be. And you have an absolute like career in front of you that is going to be in leadership, in school leadership, social education leadership, you know, whatever it may be, and certainly others. So I think it is, I think it is a great takeaway. Um, Paul, I have to say thank you. Thank you for giving us your time to coming here to Pinebrook Elementary and talking with us today and sharing your wisdom upon, <laughs> upon all of us. I'm not sure why you're giggling on sharing my wisdom. Because uh, you make me laugh. You're a fun guy. <laughs> Funny like hell. I mean, I'm going to do a Goodfellas thing, but... Uh, I'm very honored. Uh, I think that uh, broadcasting to your community and letting them know about what's behind the scenes of education is really important. But I'm very honored to be here. The thing that I'm most proud of being here is I was on the podcast before Mr. McCall and everyone. <laughs> being our, our, you, who you work with long time, our health clinic specialist. And there may have been a banter back and forth on your way in as you saw her. <laughs> Speaking of great conversations and relationships. Well, yes. <laughs> conversations, 100%. Um, again, thank you everybody for joining us. Ms. Donaldson, it's a pleasure to have your insight as you always do. Ms. Kurtz, thank you for your thoughts and, uh, and good points that you found um, as we continue the good work of empowering students to be their very best selves. Till next time, everybody. Go Pumas. <laughs> and Eagles.